This is the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. We are back, and I say we because this is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is, as you know, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, questions about things that are going on in your life, uh, some of the things that Paul and I are going to talk about today. If any of that, we would love your calls. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email any questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send the questions to us that way. If you're driving in your car, remember to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just one button. Call now at the top of the screen, and you'll be able to uh, be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number, one more time, is 340-9585. Paula, welcome to the show. We're back in Texas. We got back late last night. Yep, we did. I'm happy to be home, actually. Thank you. And we're tired because it was a long day of travel, but it was it's really good to be home. It is good to be home. I'm actually enjoying feeling humidity again. My lips are in the first stage of recovery. Oh, my goodness. Even at the beach, you know, our lips were like, what is going on? It's like so dry. And then we go to Palm Desert, and that's even worse. But, yeah, it's, it's good to be home. Um, we slept a lot, and yet I'm still tired. <laughs> is that just old? Yeah, yeah. Is it just age? What? That, that's a condition that we will carry with us in the rest of our life. <laughs> come, today, Lord Jesus, come. Today we sort of got back into our date day routine, which was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today we interrupted that with voting. We we had the opportunity to go vote early yeah. here in Universal City. Yeah. Uh, saw a lot of people out there. The line was too big the first time we went. Mm-hmm. So we went back just on the chance it was a little shorter, and mm-hmm. it was. So mm-hmm. we want to encourage everybody to exercise their God-given right, constitutionally protected right to vote as your conscience and your relationship with Jesus Christ leads you. And then we don't need to talk about the voting anymore. Okay. Well, all right. So we're going to talk about our vacation or what? Well, we we, we can talk about the vacation. Okay, uh, so yeah. we're we're sort of in the audience. Please give us a little bit of grace. We're sort of out of practice with this. It's been two weeks since last time you were on the show, and yeah. two weeks minus one day. And it's not necessarily jet lag. That, that maybe <laughs> that was a good one for for what's going on with us. Not jet lag, but we really we really went to relax our brains. 
And um, you know, we had we had an almost four hour layover in Phoenix. That's the first time that's happened to me. Yeah. And and that kind of made up for the jet lag that we or the the brain drain that we'd been yeah. dealing with. As it wasn't. Yeah. But we did we did well, and eating at airports that may be part of our problem as well. But um, we're 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 going to be we're going to get back in the routine. <laughs> what do I say? Sometimes I'll say. I'm just not, I've lost my groove, Pastor Ron. I've lost my groove. <laughs> I feel like I've lost my groove, but we're here, and uh, we're going to do the best we can today, and <laughs> Lord Jesus, come. You know, in, in California, the only time that you don't wear a mask, wherever you are, is when you're eating or drinking something. Mm-hmm. And so I think we spent the f- 10 days that we had there eating all the time. I told them, I told Hold them. You were encouraging me to gain all of this weight. It's your fault because <laughs> I'm getting a headache wearing my mask. And the guy on the airport in the airplane coming from Phoenix to San Antonio, he had a huge bag of popcorn. He ate <laughs> one kernel at a time. I was like, that's genius. That's what I'm going to do next time. As long as you're eating and as long as you're drinking something, you don't have to have your mask on. But it was just you know yeah. th- this vacation uh, we we didn't get our regular vacation this year yeah. because of the COVID and mm-hmm. California being shut down. We always go to the beach uh, in North County, San Diego, Oceanside. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, our our younger son lives just seven miles from the beach, so we get to see him and the kids. Mm-hmm. Our older son and and his family they come out usually the first weekend where this, so we get to spend some time with our kids and grandkids, and we miss that this year. Yeah. And uh, we, we schedule another few days in October, which is basically just for us mm-hmm. to get away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year, uh, I was just thinking about it and decided, you know, instead of just just the four or five days at the beach, uh, I really need to see Ronnie and Deanna and the kids. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we, you got me, got us an Airbnb in Palm, in Indio. Indio. And they live in Indio. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got to spend a lot of time with them. I, I got to add, boy, did we hit the daughter-in-law jackpot or what with Deanna? She is amazing. And I tell her all the time, thank you so much. We love you so much because you love our son. And, you know, I know they, they may be listening today because Ronnie is crazy. He's fun. He's so fun. But he's crazy. And he's, and he's, you know, he's kind of loud. You know, he knows it. And, um, but he's fun. And he's, he's really. He's not kind of loud. He's kind of loud. Well, he's kind of like his mom in that area. Sorry. Um, but he, he really loves his family. And you can see it. You can yeah. feel it. And his kids know, his wife know, but he can be kind of crazy sometimes. He, he can be, he can be challenging. Mm-hmm. And, and he found a woman who just loves him. Yeah. And so I thank her all the time. Thank you for loving our son. And then jokingly, I'll say, when when you came along, we were like, okay, Deanna, he's all yours. Bye. <laughs> 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 love you, Ronnie. Yeah, they, they're just a great family. Uh, I love being, we love being with them. You know, every time I'm with Deanna, and this isn't always the case with, with uh, marriages, but um, we know we're loved. She is so inviting and so welcoming, mm-hmm. and um, I just are, and she's drop dead gorgeous. Oh my goodness, yeah. So, so I mean, we we couldn't have a better daughter in law, yeah. And it was just a, a real blessing mm-hmm. to be able to spend some time with them. Mm-hmm. And I got to uh, Paula yesterday. Uh, it's been since I can't see; my vision is gone. Um, 
uh, I used, we used to play golf mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. and we were good at it, and played tournaments and things like that. And I, I think probably Paula is eight or ten years somewhere in that range since the last time I was able to play. At least. And so I got to uh, to to go to the golf course with Ari, our seventeen year old uh, grandson, who is a really talented player. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like his daddy needs to practice more, but mm-hmm. but he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. And I just got to ride around in the golf cart with him and watch him play golf. And I got to spend four hours with my grandson all alone, yep. time I haven't had. And what a what a nice young man he is. Mm-hmm. What a nice young man. He kind of looks like his mother. Mm-hmm. He's nice like his mother, but he's just so sweet and tenderhearted. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ileana, uh, who is 15 or 16, she turned 16 soon. Yes, she's think, 15 yeah. right now. Yeah, she's 15. And um, uh, she's just grown up so beautiful, and she is, uh, she's, um, she's more like her dad. She looks just like him, mm-hmm. but she's, she's aggressive like he is. Mm-hmm. She's a, a really, really outstanding soccer player, mm-hmm. and uh, she's just super aggressive and mm-hmm. knows what she wants. And uh, right now, I think she's at the stage of life where she sleeps two-thirds of her life away. <laughs> but what, well, what great kids. And it was just fun to be able to spend mm-hmm. four or five days okay. hanging out. Yeah. I really appreciate that you suggested you know, that we would go to Palm Desert, you know, MDO. Um, because before it was just going to be the Monday through Friday, basically leaving really early on Saturday morning when you said, you know what, let's, can you make it, you know, a little longer? We can leave on maybe Wednesday the 14th. I was like, I'll take care of that. But I so appreciated that we were able to go and spend some time. Because normally when we go in the summer, we're there almost two weeks, but we have a weekend. This time we weren't going to have a weekend because we'd be there Monday through Friday, leaving really early on Saturdays. And the kids, they have school and work, so the the weekend was the only time. And so this way they couldn't come to us, but we went to them. I think that was super special. I really appreciate it. And the Airbnb that we were able to get was very nice as well. You know, it's interesting to me, not many grandkids, Mm -hmm. especially as teenagers, Mm -hmm. want to spend time with their grandparents. Who they hardly ever see, Who they see once or twice a year at the most. Yeah, yeah. And the kids just want to hang out. Mm -hmm. It was was just really, really a blast. Mm -hmm. So thank you, guys. I appreciate everything yeah. and knowing you. Hey, before we get started, two two things. One, we'd love your phone calls. The the, the topic is open, whatever's on your heart. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. and I wanted to ask uh, our audience for prayer. Um, please pray for uh, Mike uh, who is going through some very serious uh, physical issues. I don't want to give any more information than that because I don't have permission to do so. Uh, but please pray for him. And uh, just so you know, Hindle, we are praying without ceasing. And may the Lord uh, bless you. And we're asking for God to really move on his heart and uh, and his body physically as well. So uh, we will not stop praying. And if, if you in the audience can remember to keep uh, Mike in your prayers, we would appreciate that very, very much. We also came back to some news that one of our kids has grown up here 
and married and now a mom. Um, she's having some surgery, uh, Vicky. So we need to keep praying for. You know, sometimes when you go back, you don't want to open the door. Come, come back. And say, oh, what's waiting for me? Mm-hmm. But, but um, it's just the normal stuff of life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. In fact, it wasn't. You know, that's a good thing. You don't text, and then you know, the Lord is is good saying He doesn't need to know this right now. But but I had three hundred eighty three emails. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Oh my goodness! Yeah. So we catch up. We, you know, we're not trying to really escape from the people. We just need to go and relax our brains as well as our bodies. The beach was spectacular. It was open. Um, We were able not only to walk along the beach because that's all they could do in the summer. We were able to put some chairs down and put our feet in the water and just really relax. And yes, Jeff, we did sit on our bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was wonderful. The weather was perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, there weren't nearly as many people there um, because of all the stuff. Uh, the restaurants where we were, um, for the most part, were open. You know, some of them were sad looking because at one of our, our pancake places that we went to, it was only three tables worth of people in there, including us. So that was kind of sad, but the food was still the same, and, you know, we, we did okay. But you can't, you can't do a whole lot of things, and we didn't really go to do a lot, so it, it worked out fine for us, mm-hmm. right? You know, a couple, couple of things that, that uh, I've been thinking about, Paula, um, um, while we were there and coming back is, is th- there, there's, there's a lot of, of, of oh, critical fatigue is the best way to put it. Just people tired of dealing with the oppression of all the things they're having. You, you know, mask fatigue is real, and you, you, people are angry, and they're short-tempered. Uh, and, and you can see they're just uh, uh, physically uh, and emotionally worn out. Um, and, you know, we didn't realize um, we're here and we're busy. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize how much we needed to get away. And you, you said earlier, vacation, we need to just sort of brain drain. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it was more than that this year. It was we, we needed some time alone to sort of. Um, deal with all the stuff we've been dealing with the the the, the hard things the disappointments mm-hmm. that we have to deal with and you know when you're really busy you don't get time to do that now normally as i said we get our vacation that's two weeks long in the summertime mm-hmm. um, this year we didn't get that so i mean yeah we, and we i was to, fighting hard pastor ron not to be depressed about yeah. that missing that vacation and stuff like that and in fact, when you're when I'm sad, sometimes and and some of the audience knows when I'm sad, I'm I'm mad about it. <laughs> and, and so, with the with the mask and with not being able to go on the vacation, not seeing our kids, our grandkids, with the kids here not being able to be together, with the servants who normally serve not doing that, and so we don't, you know, all those things. The list was just growing, growing, growing. And so, yeah, it was mask frustration. That what you say. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Mask fatigue. Mask fatigue, yeah. yeah. It's just a constant reminder that mm-hmm. that uh, things aren't normal, they're not going to be normal, and uh, we, we need to get used to it. And then, of course, we got all the election oh, junk yeah. going on and yeah. this constant yeah. bombardment of negativity. Wouldn't it be great if at some point um, kids would actually be taught to be proud of their country? Mm. Now, I, I, obviously, there's always going to be things that you disagree with, but the the um, the constant vitriol uh, and the anger um, 
that's poured out against um, a, a country that is the freest in the world. And certainly as believers, um, we're, we're free to worship our God, unless you want to go to church and do it. But, but uh, I mean, we have so much to, to love our country for. Mm-hmm. And that sense of optimism, I'm not, not talking about silly optimism, I'm not talking about, you know, just turning a blind eye to all the, 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 the injustices and things that are going on. But, um, you know, when, when we grew up, and we were kind of a different generation because we were the hippies, and, and we kind of d- d- dropped out and didn't want anything to do. We were the first ones who wouldn't stand for the national anthem and who actively draft dodged. Um, um, and we just sort of turned our back on society as a whole. And from that time, it's our generation's fault, really. From that time, it's, it's turned from just disinterest, which is where we were. Um, we didn't want to be drafted. We didn't want to go to war. We didn't want to be told to do what by older people. But we just kind of drifted off into our own thing. Mm. But now there's a sense of entitlement in the, in the young people. And they're taught in university to, to detest this country. And um, um, it's, it's getting old. Mm-hmm. It's getting old. We're raising angry people. Yeah. That's one of the reasons it was so great to see our grandkids at 17 and 15 and those kids are just full of joy and hope and mm-hmm, love. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's thank you, Jesus, answered mm-hmm. our prayers for, yeah. for them every day. Yeah. Even with, with Terry and Lori and their kids, you know, uh, they're not believers. But to see that Asia seemed to be uh, a lot more settled and sweet. And, and the kids really wanted to be where we were, too. When, when we first saw little Anderson, he just waving grandma and came running to me, you know, before he'd be just so afraid of everything, you know, and kind of hanging on his mom. He, and he, he does yeah, still do that yeah. he's when like she's Samson. around. He's like Samson. He grew out his hair and he, he, he got looked, some confidence. He looked so <laughs> handsome, didn't he? Yeah, but the kids are all growing up. We just had a, we did have a, a good time. A different focus for a little bit was, was really nice. So, um, but we're back and I'm ready to, I'm ready. Well, let me ask you, how, how do you, uh, how do we, but I'm talking to you specifically, okay. um, how do you help people? We come back now and there's still all of this COVID fatigue. There's, mm-hmm. there's uh, people who are losing hope. Um, so, so how do we help them? How do you, how do you cope with it? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I've been starting to do this, even though I can hear my voice is still kind of in that uh, critical fatigue head. You know, there's so much stuff going on, the, kind of the overwhelm. Um, I can still kind of hear that my voice is down in that that frustrating spot, and I don't want that. Um, but I've been doing this to pe- with people. You know, can you see I'm smiling with the, with a mask on? And you have a big mask and a small mm-hmm. head, so, so all they can see is your eyes and forehead. Hey, yeah, yeah. You should you should write in your forehead. I'm smiling. I'm inside. smiling inside. Yeah, um, but. Uh, I want to. I want to be able to say, uh, pull my mask down and let them see my face, because that's the thing that's been bothering me. I can't see other people's faces. I can hear their voice, and they're they're tired too. Um, but I'm gonna take my my mask down just a little bit. And at the airport, and when we went to vote, they want to see your face, to know that it's really you, to match up to that picture. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm going to start taking my mask down just every once in a while to say, I'm smiling. When, when they looked at my passport picture, Paula. Well, don't tell me. She got depressed. <laughs> you are a mess. Because, because they don't let you smile. Mm-hmm. In, the in the passport picture, picture yeah. And, and they don't have a driver's license because I can't drive. But, yeah, yeah. But, but it just, I just thought that was... Hey, let's take a break and take a phone call. We got Ruben, our friend on line one from Seguin. Ruben, thank you for calling. You're on the air. God bless you, Pastor. And uh, you know what? Thank you. Um, I hope this isn't, let me ask Paula, can I call you Mama Paula? I was getting ready to say, because I thought you forgot my name. I was going to help you out and no. say, uh, Pastor Ron and Mama Paula. <laughs> but since you came with no. it, yeah, be free yeah, to call want, me Mama Paula. Because you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm so joyful today. I've been joyful since Monday, been waiting actually since like Sunday to waiting for you to come back all week long last week you were gone and that's fine you need your time alone and understand that but <laughs> have some great great news dad after four months of being in the hospital fighting corona he is finally home and oh, let me tell you Lord. yes let me tell you all the prayers have helped because he is so 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 much better he can walk. He's ambulatory with uh, the walker, and he's cooking his own food. He's doing everything on his own. He needs no help. So I want to thank everybody that took time to pray for me and my dad during this very, very difficult time. Um, it was difficult for him on Monday um, because he remembered our, my brother, his son, because he was our provider, well, my provider, and uh, you know he he passed away, went on with the Lord, and and he didn't have a chance to mourn um, with us. So, but but the good thing is is that the Lord is our comforter. The Lord is 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 our everything, and and you know I'm 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 joyful today. I'm joyful today because God is is a great God. I went to my spine doctor yesterday, and I have to have uh, surgery. And I knew I knew he was going to tell me that, but I didn't know the extent of the damage that's my that my spine is in. It's in it's in very very bad shape, which is causing me to be paralyzed from waist down. And you would think that I would be down about it, but I know that God is, God um, has been setting me up, and, 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 and I hope you understand what I mean by that, Pastor Ron. Uh, um, not, not in a bad way. I, I believe that God, since the beginning in 2014, when I started first hearing you, you know, um, God was just setting me up to, to get to this point, to, to say, you know, you've been to this. You passed this. You've been through that. You passed that. Now you're here. And and in closing, I'm going to say this. This morning, I saw an interview with Dak Prescott, a Dallas um quarterback who broke his ankle Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, he this surprised me that he he said it on. Oh yeah, well it surprised me. He said it on our Sports Center. He says, you know, uh, the guy asked him, so what are your plans now? And this is what he said, and it blessed me so much because he says, you know what? He goes, I'm not going to worry about it. He had a huge smile on his face. He goes, I know my God has a plan for me. 
I may not understand the plan. I may not like it because football is my life. Football is my passion. But I'm going to follow the plan that God has set before me, and let's see what God has for me. And I was like, wow, I didn't know he was a Christian. And um, so I say that, too. I don't know what God has for me, but I'm just going to go for what God has for me. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. God bless you, Reuben. Thank you for letting us know. Uh, and, and Jimmy, we've got you on hold. We're, we're inside. We're just uh, about a minute before the break, so we're going to hold you over. I don't want to cut your time short, and we'd like to hear from you. Uh, one other thing I've been praying for, Paul, and I, in California I couldn't find anything, uh, any updates on, on Pastor John Hagee's health. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was diagnosed with uh, coronavirus just before we left. And I've been praying, couldn't find any any information. So if anybody has any credible information about his health, um, I I would appreciate an update and um, just uh, also ask people to be praying uh, for him. Um, You know, I had COVID and it was not a big deal, but that's not the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. So um, if you know, I would like to know that as well. Well, Paula, we're inside a minute. Anything you want to say before we... Go to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with Reuben's call, the Lord was uh, kind of reminding me of Isaiah fifty four when I was, you know, in uh, in uh, California, and uh, single bearing woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who never labored, because more of the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. I just got me one more kid calling me Mama Paula. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you are tuned in to the day-day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And we would love for your calls and comments. 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes. Got a question for Pastor Ron and the Word to Stand On for Life? You can send it to him via email at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day program, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Let's go to the phone lines. Take Jimmy from San Antonio. Jimmy, thank you for your patience. You're on the air. Hi, can you hear me well? I can hear you perfect. Okay, uh, Martha's going there to live instead of... My mom lives over there off of the Higgins Street. Over there. Oh, in, over in the Oceanside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oceanside. Cool. Yeah, but um, I'm going to tell you... Hey, you know, I don't know why I feel this way. But I don't feel like voting anymore. I know... That it's our right to be single. I just want to focus on the return of Jesus Christ. And I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm just tired, you know. Yeah. Tired of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you are talking about, you know, a lot of people tired and frustrated. I have peace in myself and I just focus on this love and the return. 
Yeah. You know, Jimmy, I, I understand. Um, we've all been there emotionally. You get tired of, of um, the, the duplicity, the lies, um, the, the, you know, 330 million people in this country, and we end up with um, these candidates. It's, it's an amazing thing to me. But let me say this, Jimmy. One of the things, and I was talking with my son, Ronnie, about this. One of the things as Christians that we have to remember is that we don't get to do what we feel like. The Bible says we're not our own, we're bought with the price. And so what we do is we do that which brings honor and glory to the Lord in spite of what we feel. And when we do that, uh, Jimmy, God really honors it. He really and truly honors it. And um, so I would, I would uh, not trying to guilt you into voting, that's between you and the Lord. But the one thing I would ask you to do is prayerfully consider in light of what, what Jesus has done for us, in spite of what we as a human race have done to him, he hung on that cross for the joy set before him. And there's times when we've just got to suck it up and say, you know, Lord, um, uh, you've put me where I'm, Acts 17, 26. You've put me where I am at the time I'm here, and you understand all of the difficulties that go along with this. And um, how can I honor you? And I think, Jimmy, what the Lord is going to speak to your heart is uh, vote. You have the right to vote. Now, if you don't like the candidates, write somebody else in. But but you have the right that people have died for in this country uh, to vote. And it's so easy to think, you know, it just doesn't make sense. I just want to serve Jesus. But I can promise you this. If you want to serve Jesus, the way to do it is to um, to exercise your constitutionally granted right to vote. Uh, in spite of everything that's going on, in spite of how disappointing people can be, and you do it, you say, Jesus, I'm doing it for you. And and not just in this issue of voting, Jimmy, but, but in everything that we do, um, we've got to put Jesus first. Otherwise, we're compromising our witness. And we don't want to compromise our witness, Jimmy. What we want to do more than anything else is is let everybody know we love Jesus, we trust him. It doesn't matter how the selection turns out. I did my part, and I've been praying for the people on both sides. And Lord, this country's in your hands. And wherever we end up on October 4th, or November 4th, rather, um, uh, wherever we end up, um, God is still going to be sitting on his throne wearing his, his uh, victor's crown. And and we need to know that. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, thank you very, very much. God bless you, man. We missed you while we were gone. Let's go to Jeff calling from San Antonio Online 1. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Oh, man. I'm, ooh, that first minute of the show, I was a little bit worried. Y'all know, <laughs> I, was like, I was listening, and Mama Paula said later, that hey, don't got to get our groove back on. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's, that's, right. that's what it is. But, <laughs> but you got it. You're back. Yeah. She's, you're funky she's got quite the groove, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking, man, it would be, y'all should have like an adopt an Arbaugh type of weekend, like, but like adopt you as grandparents. And like, mm-hmm. I would be first, I'd be the first volunteer, but Veronica and I would like bring you over to our house. We'd take care of you for a couple of days and let you be like grandparents to us. But what do you think? Great idea, oh. right? Testament? Yeah. You, you you could wipe the drool from my mouth, Jeff. I'm going to say, you better watch what you say, man, because we're going to be grandparents a long time. You want to get us now. We're like still agile and stuff. A little bit later, it's going to be ugly. 
did you see any smoke out there when you were there from the fires? Uh, there, it was hazy, even at the beach, a little bit at the beginning. But but the fires are are way 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 far away from where where we were in both places. It was it was hot. Uh, the, the temperature in 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 uh, Southern California was very similar to what it was here. The difference, of course, is the humidity level. Uh, but at the beach, it was probably 78 to 80 degrees mm-hmm. uh, with a breeze and beautiful. And then in Palm Desert, it was 100 to 108. Well, on, my, on the car, it said 110 at one time. Yeah. That was when you were out there with Ari. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Did you tell me that uh, you, you got a little swoony at first, huh? Well, yeah, because I wasn't used to desert heat, and we lived in the desert for so long, but it, it just took a minute to get adjusted to. How are you doing, Jeff? Uh, we're doing uh, really well. We we got to Mexico this weekend for the first time since March, and uh, oh, we hadn't seen. We we they had they lowered the um uh, lowered the the travel advisory uh, a point, so we we crossed and got back over with no problem whatsoever. But we we met with you know with some of our families briefly and some of the people that work with us over there and. Uh, on on Tuesday, on our way back home, we got a call that that one of our sort of board members just had a massive heart attack and died. Oh my! And um, he was really a you know a, a, a fervent uh, believer, uh, follower of Christ, servant. And he and his wife had another ministry going on down there, working with immigrants, and they worked with us as well. And I just you know, I just remembered thinking of James and you know how our lives are a vapor and how I know. You with your scare, your situation, Pastor Ron, and then you with my surgery last year. I mean, it just kind of just reminds us that we we don't have we have so un- unpredicted amount of time on this earth. But the good yep. thing is we know that he's sitting with Jesus, and that's what that's the that's the hope that, that we all have. Is that mm-hmm. when he calls us, he calls us, and we can't argue with him. That's right. Um, you know, that's why Paul says, um, um, "Because the days are short." redeem the time, make the most of every opportunity. We don't know how many more opportunities, whether it's something like COVID or something natural or Jesus coming for his church, which which uh, I, I believe is, is any time now. And uh, we, we just need to be ready and be on guard to say, Lord, I'm yours. What about me and what about today? Mm-hmm. Uh, just, um, and yet just the, uh, uh, the show that they repeated yesterday, I don't know if you know, but it was the show right after the debates. And it was actually oh. really, really good timing, Pastor Ron, that they repeated that one yesterday. Uh, it was really good to, to hear hear your reflections again as we're, we're coming. I mean, I'm trying to go early vote myself. I haven't yet, but uh, it was just very timely to, to, for them to repeat that. So I gave you all good. some grace for not being back because that was good to hear that show. So, <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it very, very much. I, I don't know what shows they're, they're mm-hmm. playing. Sam and the producer at KSLR mm-hmm. worked that out. Uh, but uh, we've been gone long enough. Shouldn't be any more short of equipment failures. Shouldn't be any more repeats for, for quite some time. For a time. while, that's right. God bless you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you got to go back, and we're sorry for your loss. Um, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Uh, so it was a celebration at that particular mm-hmm. moment in heaven. Mm-hmm. God bless you, man. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. You know, uh, before we left, uh, we listened to uh, Charles Stanley one morning. And, well, we listened to him more than one morning, but this particular morning, he was talking about the challenge 
of wavering faith. And as we're going through this time, you know, um, our feelings sometimes, well, a lot of times, our feelings get involved, you know. I, I feel like this because, you know, things didn't work out the way I thought they would. And like Jeff is saying, um, you know, we never know what God's plan is. Like Reuben was saying, um, it is what it is. Basically, this is the hand that I've been dealt. What do you want to use me for uh, in your plan, Lord? But um, our feelings get in the way. And when the feelings get in the way, then doubt begins to creep in because we try to reason things out. You know, either um, God is mad at me because, you know, the false teaching church is healthy, wealthy, and wise. So I'm not healthy, I'm not wealthy, and evidently I'm not wise enough to do anything about it. And so doubt creeps in. Is God really listening? Is God really caring about me? Is he good, yeah. Is he good, that's right. That, that was the lie Satan told to Jesus in the temptation wilderness. Yeah. You know, if, if you are the son of God, why... Why are you hungry? Why are mm-hmm. you going through these things? Mm-hmm. Why are you in this wilderness talking to me? Yeah. And we talked about this on vacation, Paul, and not about Charles Stanley's message, but just this human expectation that we have that says um, when something goes wrong, Lord, why is this happening? Or what am I supposed to learn from this? Sometimes there's nothing to learn. Sometimes it's just stuff that happens. And those are the, the, the times when our faith is really tested. Those are the times when we're struggling. Um, no temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. You've got to remember that these things happen to everybody. And you know, if I open up the newspaper and see that somebody died in a car accident, um, um, I don't wonder, God, why didn't you stop that? Mm. And yet when something happens to me, our first response is usually, well, God, why? Or what am I supposed to learn from this? Instead of just letting Jesus help you endure through it, all the while bringing him honor and glory. Mm. And I always say, Paul, and you, you know this, that, that we should never use the word why in our conversation with the Lord. Instead, change that to who. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of those trials, in the middle of the difficulties, the, the, the presence of Jesus Christ is always the answer. And we draw closer to him. And when Reuben was talking about what he's going through and Jimmy talking about what he was going through, um, these are things that everybody deals with. Um, we just have to do, be careful of personalizing them because really um, what we're doing is we're listening to the enemy. Say, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Or is God really good? It's amazing how quickly we forget all the wonderful things God has done. Yeah. It's amazing how often... Um, we, we act as though God isn't good. Well, I know you're good. We know it intellectually. But right now I'm hurting so much, God. I just don't understand. And the truth is, as we talked about at the top of the program, there's a lot of people hurting now. There's a lot of people sad and a lot of people depressed mm-hmm. and a lot of people afraid. Um, this world is going through something together unlike at any other time mm-hmm. in our history. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't, isn't the atomic bomb dropping in Japan. This is something that's affecting everybody in the world at the exact same time, and everybody has the same rotten science and the same bad answers uh, and the same fears. So the question that we should be asking is, Lord, how can I honor you in this? How can I be a light in the middle of this darkness? And those are difficult things for us because tests and trials feel so personal. Mm -hmm. 
And it really betrays this sort of immature faith that says, God, uh, I know everybody goes through stuff, but, but I'm special. So it shouldn't happen to me. Mm. And it's not an arrogant I'm special. Mm-hmm. It's just a, but, but Lord, I'm serving you. Mm. And we, we need to get out of that mind and heart set because until we do, we're not going to be able to honor the Lord mm-hmm. going through difficult things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, the third thing was we fail to see God at work in our circumstances. You know, he's trying to grow us up. Um, you know, I was having this discussion with Ronnie as well. Um, we know the end. And as Christians, the, the Bible tells us that in the later days or latter days, this was going to happen, and this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. But I think for me in particular, um, the speed with which it is happening has kind of caught me off guard. You know, and like I told you, you weren't prepared to be a tough Christian yet. Huh? I wasn't <laughs> not as tough. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm tough, but yeah. I, not this. I hadn't. Been, I'm not this tough. And so, yeah, it's uh, you. Be, you forget that God is always at work, and I have to keep telling myself or hear the word from him, Paula, relax. You can trust me, you know, but the feelings get in mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'm failing to see him working in the circumstances. Um, but you know what? I've made another day. Yeah. And, and if you don't want to talk about this, it's okay, but but the Lord had to speak to your heart. You, you were sharing with me about hands down, heart open again. Uh, hands down, heart open again, <laughs> yes. And you're just so vulnerable. And, and you know, even at the... At the restaurant, in the plane, the people who are supposed to be serving. Oh, don't get me started. Everybody's angry. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, everybody's angry. They are working for tips, basically. They're working for their paychecks, but everybody's angry. And it just hasn't been a good experience a lot of times. And so the Lord is saying to me, you know, he had said, told me, you do you. And so I don't want to be the down one because everything else is down. That's what I was telling you on the, on the trip, too. Everything is so stinking negative um, that it just drags you, drags you, drags you. And the Lord's saying, yeah, but if you, Paula, will look not at people who change, but to look to the one who never does, then your joy will return. Yeah. And you know, it, it's easy in theory to understand what I'm about to say, but it's hard to put into practice, and that is that that light is the most effective when it's the darkest. Yeah. And and we are the ones who are to be light. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works mm-hmm. and glorify your Father in heaven. And uh, I think a lot of times we forget that, that that's sort of our statement of purpose, to shine. Um, I got so frustrated with a, a, a flight attendant uh, who was just plain rude. Mm-hmm. And um, what I should have done is said, you know what, thank you for serving. Yeah. And um, you know, you always think of that after the fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was nice to her and was nice when we were de- deplaning. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's just, you know what, they're in the middle of darkness, many of them without Christ, and we need to be able to show them. We've got Ray holding on line one. Ray, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, welcome back home. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Um, you better get your long johns out. It's going to turn cold tonight. 
<laughs> we heard. We're like, oh no. I I, I, tr- I wanted to tell Paula it's Paula. It's supposed to be cold in San Antonio Friday, so let's stay in Palm Desert. <laughs> yeah, I figured you might have if you'd seen it. But anyway, um, I got to see my dad today for the first time in in so long, and uh, it's his birthday. Ninety nine years old today. Oh, and uh, hallelujah! But uh, mm. I just, I just uh, would ask for uh, prayer for him and and uh, the care that he gets. And uh, I, I need to get off. I'm, I'm having a a moment. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, Wade. Thank you. Appreciate. It. God bless him. I'm so happy that you finally got to see him. Uh, we ran into some people in California that hadn't been able to see uh, their parents um, in nursing homes because of this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's harder in California than it is here. The restrictions aren't being lifted there. So I'm really grateful to the Lord that you got to see him. Um, that really helps a bunch. Yeah, it does. We heard t- today uh, that still in Los Angeles County, restaurants are not open. Uh, the, the, the restaurants where we were were open for very, very limited seating for takeout and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So it didn't affect us too much where we were. Mm-hmm. But uh, imagine this hysteria over over COVID and, and the, the, the control that these governments are trying to exercise over the people. And all the while, Rome is burning and uh, economies are crumbling mm-hmm. and nobody's doing anything different. Low fifties, Ray. Come on, man. Can't you? You need to pray about that. Let, we need higher higher temperatures. But anyway, it'll kill the mosquitoes. <laughs> Not for a long time. <laughs> Not yeah. for long. Oh, okay. Um, well, the next thing was uh, the the reason why we have this challenge of wavering faith that we're listening more to the naysayers and social media, the news, and all the what is real and what is true and what is not all that. We're listening so much more to that than we are um, focusing on the Lord. And that will really bring us down. Um, you know what occurred to me when you said that, Paula, is, is one of the excuses we've heard for 25 years about people not really getting into the Word is because they don't have time. Mm. And, you know, we're, we're, we're always battling that. Mm-hmm. But the, the real problem is that now that we have all this time, we're not focusing on the Word. Yeah. We're still not in the, in the habit of, mm-hmm. of opening our Bibles. We'd rather hear what um, news commentators and editorialists say than, well, Lord, what do you say about this? Yeah. And as we were talking to uh, Jimmy earlier, uh, if, you, if, you, if you get the Lord's perspective on things, it changes everything. And you're not going to hear from the Lord unless you're in His Word. It's that simple. Yeah. Yep. Sorry for interrupting. No, 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 no. Um, and then, like you are saying, if we're not focused on the Lord, we're going to be ignorant of His ways. You know, um, even at the restaurant at the airport yesterday, the lady, I mean, the food was taking forever. You know, and I know you wanted to say, excuse me, pardon me, we got a plane to catch. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny backstory about that. Many, many years ago, long before I was ever saved, yeah. in the eighties, mm-hmm. me and the owner of the dealership that I was running mm-hmm. were were at the Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix, 
and they had a sort of a, a breakfast style counter. And uh, so we thought we had plenty of time. And this waitress that looked like Flo from the old <laughs> series, um, she she we, she took our order. And then time just going by and looking at our watches. We got a plan to get. And I said, excuse me, can you tell me how much longer this is going to take? I've got a plane to catch. And she looked at me with the, the most serious <laughs> face and she said, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> a waitress in an airport. Yeah. So yeah. that's the backstory on that. But but that's what it was like. Yeah. The lady was, she was nice enough when she was taking our order. But it did take a long time. And um, you could tell that they were, like, distracted and kept diverting away. And so um, it, took a, it took a while for our food to get there, and then it wasn't... Attention, <laughs> attention, yeah. flight so-and-so is now boarding. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, as you went to go get the bill, because we needed to go, you know, to our flight, she just walked away from you, yeah. you know, and it was kind of... There, too, they were just kind of rude. But then you think, I was thinking, at another restaurant, the waitresses were not only the waitresses, they were the hostess, they were the bus boys, they were doing everything. And I think even one of the women who, you know, seated us was going back to the kitchen to help cook. The problem is that a lot of people aren't showing up. We had another place that we visited quite frequently when we were in California, and they used to have 11 employees. And the gentleman who owns the business with his wife said they only got five of their employees back because the other ones are getting um, unemployment and they'd rather stay home and get free money than really have a job and work at it. And so a lot of frustration Mm -hmm. is going on in, in every one of those situations. So to think a little bit through, knowing with God's heart and his mind, then you can kind of understand a little bit better why people are the way they are. Yeah, and you know, my business background is if you're not going to do it well, don't do it at all. Yeah. And that just doesn't seem to be in anybody else's mindset. Yeah. And and even at the airport, the, the, the people checking bags and doing it just... People weren't nice. Now, there's people here in San Antonio that we always go to, and they're always great. Mm-hmm. But... but in other places, it, it's just not so. Well, Paula, we're in about a minute and a half out before the program ends. Anything else you want to? Yeah. On? You know what? We can overcome our wavering faith um, because we need to remember that God is with us at all times. And if we'll take that thing that you always say, just be with Jesus, it's going to make everything better. All the difference in the world. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Thank you for praying for us while we were gone. Um, as we traverse these troubled times together, remember to look higher and higher and higher. Where does my help come from? It comes from you, the maker of heaven and earth. Yes, it does. And we need to be able to do that. Uh, Tomorrow night, I will be back teaching the book of Ephesians, closing out chapter 3. And then on Sunday, we're opening a brand new book, 1 Corinthians um, in our Sunday Bible studies this week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630. The Word. Bye-bye.
Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh, yeah.